Devan decides that if Necrot is to be the centre of his empire, he needs to attract more skilled craftsmen to help develop the small village into an imperial city. First, he decides to travel to the distant city of Hearthome, apparently a flourishing metropolis, sure to have skilled people for hire. He decides to travel by sea, so heads to a nearby fishing village. While waiting for his ship to depart, Devan hears of a young villager who was attacked by a cockatrice, but only partially turned to stone, and he goes to investigate. He learns that the child was blessed by a demigod that passed through many years ago. It was this blessing that saved the child from full petrification. During his journey at sea, Devan observes many strange creatures, including an island where Medusa made her new lair. Eventually, he arrives at the largest city he has ever seen, bustling with people. When Devan asks around for a smith to recruit, he gets directed to one named Heifer, who turns out to be a malformed man. It takes some convincing, but Heifer agrees to accompany Devan back. However, he needs five days to finish up his business. During the return journey, the overladen boat gets into some trouble. Will Devan make it home safely? Will Necrot accept Heifer? Will Medusa be a gracious hostess? Let's find out now on Dicing with Death. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dicing with Death. How are you doing today, Brian? Hello, I am doing well. Splendid. Excited to sneak in some D&D today. Mm -hmm. random, random Wednesday, not our usual Dicing with Death time, but when, when are our lives ever usual? Time? Do we have a Wednesday? I don't know. I think we used to play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Is Thursday the only day we haven't played on, like routinely Oosh. and Monday? You know, I can't remember. It's been five years of dicing with death. There's been a lot. There's been a lot of death and a lot of dice. Maybe longer. I don't know. Hmm. Well, um, do we need to catch anyone up on anything or should we hop? I just closed. I don't think so. I mean, yet. the lovely Layla and Chris just uh, caught us up. Love the recaps. So. So I think we're ready to jump right in. I already uh, at least bored myself with the uh, pre-show banter. So uh, unfortunately, uh, chat got dragged along for the ride. Yes, hold on. I have to let the cat out. That is my life now. Opening doors for the same. Yeah. Gotta go give the give the cat to your neighbor. He's gotta go uh, put the cat to work in the wood shop. Is it really safe to be unleashing the cat into the uh, balcony with all those saws going? Um, yeah, unfortunately, Neil hasn't really given me any options. And so as much as he grumbles about Fireball, that's pretty much the only hammer I've got for this campaign. So Fireball's all around. Does... How bad is that? Can you hear that saw? I cannot. Okay, perfect. Is, is Pan operating the saw? Uh, he's out there with the saw now, so <laughs> does it's fine. 
does the cat know to stay away from spinning blades? Uh, I think the person how, standing over the spinning blades how knows many, to keep the cat away from it. How many of his nine lives has he given up? At least two, because he comes from a suburb of Denver called Aurora, where all the terrible things in Colorado happen. Um, and we got him in a parking lot. So that had to use at least a couple of his lives. Uh, yeah, but he, I mean, he's fine. He's only six months old, eight months old. I'll make it. Right. Um, so where last we left Devon, he was... Oh, there goes the saw. <laughs> oh. It seems like it might be uh, like maybe... Or are you manually muting yourself? No. Um, there's like a gain control and noise control. Okay. So probably when I don't speak, you can't hear it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is your window still open? I had reopened don't... the door slightly, so that way if the cat got scared, he could come back inside. But I guess I'm just leaving him on the porch now. Hmm. He can live out there for four hours. Okay. Sorry for the confusion, everybody. High quality production show here. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's going on? I mean, last episode, our uh, ship captain failed a navigation check, and you uh, left us on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yes, yes, indeed, I did. Let's bring back up our ocean music. Uh, here we go. Age of Sail, classic track. Okay, that's better than like Stormy Sea or Shipwrecks Prize or some of the uh, other tracks you could have chosen. You know, when they make a Shipwreck Surprise track, I promise you I will create a circumstance where you can exist in it. Um, wow, there's been like a whole bunch of tracks in the last few days that I haven't even seen. Salt Marsh, Mansion at Night. <gasps> deal with those later. Hmm. I might be overdue to revisit that. Uh, <laughs> to revisit that ghostly marsh. What are you drinking? Is that is that a uh, two liter Coke? No, this is a single can of soda in a very large glass with thick walls that make it look bigger than it actually is. Is that twelve? Maybe taking notes from Greg. <laughs> Not quite. I wish. Um, no. All right. So you're on your boat. You're sailing along this coast. You see the Medusa Isle, or what is theorized to be the Medusa Isle, on the horizon. Mm -hmm. uh, and your captain, really wanting to, like, keep a distance from it, finds herself getting a little too close to shore. And one of the uncharted underwater rocks here that she can't see... The ship runs into with like a loud creaking and cracking sound as the front of your ship just caves in and water begins to rush into your boat. The front of the ship caves in. Yeah, like you've hit a, a rock that is slightly underwater so she couldn't mm -hmm. see it and then the very front of the boat just hits it and and now the boat comes to I, a sudden stop. I never stop. thought I'd suggest this to a DM but I feel like you should uh, research some shipwrecks. I feel like it wouldn't be the, it'd be like the underside of it, right? Like, yeah, if there's I mean, like an undersea uh, reef. It is the underside part, but it's like the your, underside part in the front, like right? It's not like the, it's not the point of the ship. It's the, the section just below the, the bottom of the, the ship. The keel? The keel's in the back, right? No, the keel's, the keel's the underside. The, the underside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this would be yeah. the front left 
section of the yeah. ship. I don't know exactly where it is in relation to the keel, this terminology. Mm-hmm. I can draw a picture. I We don't need a picture. I got okay. you. It's just, All right. It sounded like the whole nose caved in. No, 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 no not the nose. Not. We haven't pulled mm-hmm. a Venezuelan Navy yet. Mm-hmm. This is more of just like one of them there rocks that you don't see and all of a sudden your boat what comes to name? a grinding halt. Does anyone remember the captain's name? I'm sure the wiki does. But Roxana. Roxana. That that's not a good sound. <clears throat> uh, I get up from whatever I'm distracted by. It is indeed a bad sound. Your boat is beginning to sink. Water rushes in. Well, fortunately, we're on a reef, right? So it's not going to sink far. We're just kind of stuck. I mean, if there's an underwater rock, you could probably stand on it. You know? Right. Or the the boat might, if it's this shallow. Mm -hmm. So you can see that you are maybe a half mile, quarter mile off of the coast. What a distance that you thought should be safe, but apparently it's a little more shallow here than anyone anticipated. Um, Roxana comes forward uh, (laughs) with a piece of oiled canvas in hand and some nails and a little hammer and tries to like create some sort of seal or patch in a a bit of a panic. Uh, give me one of those nails, I say. There's Yeah, she's got like a little toolbox next to her. Um, it's mm-hmm. open. She gestures to it okay. while Death so, like uh, while trying to shove the boat, the rock away from the boat mm-hmm. and then patch it up as she's doing this. The workman, I think his name was Heifer. Heifer. Is, uh, the workman, at the, the craftsman, the craftsman, blacksmith. The blacksmith is at the back of the boat. This is definitely mm-hmm. out of his area. So he's just sitting okay. there watching the boat take on water. Yeah, so I use uh, minor disintegration to disintegrate a nail and then use conjure simple object to convert that nail into a patch for the boat. So I'm like, yeah, making like a metal, as thin as possible metal sheet to cover up the hole. Oh. And assist Roxana in patching this. How bad is the? Is there like a, just like a section where there's a rock jetting through, or is it like we scraped along it and there's a? No, it was a full come to a dead stop and then start to drift with its current, um, you know, pat hole about this big, punched through by a, a just a bulbous rock, rocky outcropping. Damn, I'm level five. Wow, thirty-two HP. And fireball? <laughs> I didn't realize how how uh, powerful this character was getting. All right, sneaks um, up on you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you minor so I can So I can with a little five. I can conjure five pounds of object. Mm-hmm. And is there an AOE? Because if I make it a thin sheet, it shouldn't matter. Could it actually be wood? I guess it's not permanent, so it doesn't even matter. Metal's probably fine. Um, sprinkling the components. You need a powder or dust of the material desired. So if you got some sawdust, I guess you could create a piece of wood. But the, yeah. Can you in, can I can I like intermix it with the rest of the material? Like, can I conjure? 
this plate to be integrated into the um, into the ship? No, it won't meld with the ship. You might need like wood? a separate. Even if or... it were wood, it would. You could then nail it to the ship. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. watertight, but she's got that greased rag, and you could probably yeah. like, you know, have just well, someone. I, mean, keep I think I just make it bigger. Mm-hmm. bigger than the hole and covers it. Maybe I summon it. Let's see. If I summon it outside the ship, would water pressure push? No, it's probably easier to just on the inside and nail it in and use a greased rag. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I probably need to I need to concentrate on it to make it to keep it permanent. Oh, because it's just three rounds per level or as long as, or as, I, long as you concentrate. Caster may not break line of sight and cannot occupy their mind with other things. I probably couldn't even sleep. But right. this will at least hopefully get us going. Does it work? Does it seem like this patch is Yes, full? you can create a patched hole, and Roxana, who's over here busily trying to like use a piece of cloth to hold back the water, is surprised when you hand her a plate about the size well, of the hole, just a little I bit bigger. I think I push her out of the way. I think she watch, sees me. Con- I think I push her out of the way, and I conjure it mm-hmm. over the hole. But yeah. Same, same. 39. She hops to, immediately starts hammering it into place, Mm -hmm. and then greasing the sides while trying to have a conversation with you, but you're pretty focused on the spell. And she starts saying things like, where did that come from? I I swear to God, I didn't have anything like that on the board. Where did you get that? Hello? Hello? From 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 your nail. I conjured it. It is but a simple object. Um will require my concentration to uh, keep it in existence. But uh, that'll keep us afloat for now. Well, Hef- she hands a bucket Hefer, to Heifer. Take that, uh, take that oar. Give the, give the uh, reef a shove. Let's see if we can get moving um, again. Yep. And try not uh, to make any more holes. He pushes off with the oar, which uh, gives a nice strong push, and you drift back out slightly farther and farther away from the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as you're level five, so you've got like 20 minutes where you can sort of talk about this, but after 20 minutes, because it's three mm-hmm. rounds per level, um, you'll have to remain fairly silent until you want to sleep or something. Yeah. So how, what are you going to tell them about this patch? I mean, I told them that I conjured it, but it will require my concentration to uh, keep the ship intact. Um, well, what do I you guess suggest, that's all Roxana? You need? Should we stop somewhere to repair this? We'd need a proper shipwright to fix it, and unless we see one, uh, we're just going to have to limp home. Uh, okay. Can you do this uh, every day? Stick close to shore. I. Yes and no. I need rest to recharge my powers. Um. Let's think. Take seven MP, seven times four. Yeah, I've only got a couple of hours if I just, like, cast them on top of each other if i concentrate it can be indefinite i mean i think we may be we may maybe will 
play with using the force march system for spell concentration or something hmm. and see if Devon can like keep concentration through the night yeah okay well the um, rest I of can the... also if I lose concentration I can make a new one mm -hmm. uh, do I have any other but that's the sort dust. of thing like if you're not next to the rock which is plugging the whole sort of and mm -hmm. all of a sudden they uh the patch disappears, you'll take on water at maybe too fast of a rate to repair? Maybe. Possible. Ships are kind of meant to be able to take on water, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll stay afloat with a surprising amount of water on board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but you can also get yourself in a position where it might be too late. Mm-hmm. It is possible to sink a ship. Well, I think I will. I'll take my like backpack off and put it on the highest point of the ship, mm -hmm. um, and sit myself like on top of this metal plate, so that like it seems like it'd be easier to keep concentration of something with like your hand on it. Right. How, how far are we from? If we were um, in good shape with a trim boat and. A uh, little resistance, we could make it in three days, but we're taking on water and we're sitting <laughs> I look uh, at her a little incredulously. Low. Uh Might take four. And we can bail out the water, but even three days is. Yeah, I can't even really have a conversation while maintaining concentration, can I? Nope. Um, You're in a bit of a pickle. But there's not much else to do at this point other than to limp along and see if we have any other problems. Yeah, I think I can hold it for the day, maybe. Stick close to shore and... Uh... Yeah, hmm. she will take the middle between the Medusa Island and the, yeah. the shoreline. Does she but have any way to you... patch a hole herself? Like, could she go overboard and, or like, jump overboard and If she had some materials, she might be able to make, an, like, a more permanent improvised patch, but it mm -hmm. still wouldn't be perfect. It would still be leaking and require constant bailing out, but it would be, you know, wouldn't take your concentration anymore. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe you guys can find a village to stop at that could maybe give you some supplies. Okay. Um, We'll see. Okay. As you pass well. between the strait, through the strait, both Roxana and Heifer kind of keep their eyes and shoulders turned away from the Medusa Isle. Little concerned that a, a wrong glance at it might cause them to permanently. How does Heifer know? Did uh, Roxana oh. tell him what's on the isle? Oh, she does. She feeds mm -hmm. him tales of where you've come from, your journey here. Uh, the theorized Medusa on the island, you know, because of the statues that they see there. Uh, he keeps his mouth quiet and shut about it, maybe mumbling to himself, like, oh, maybe this is a little more than I asked for. I mean, he did say we was like, you know, we we're going to build something great together, but Jesus Christ, you know, Medusas? What is going on here? Um, he holds true and steady. So it was five, ten... 15, 20, 25, 30 miles you can make it this day instead of the 40 you were doing before. 
And now that you have reached the safety of the... What, I don't know what you would call them, the fingers coming down out of the, the island here, and are exposed a little bit more to the open sea. Your ship is in a... Uh, with the patch and everything, I'm going to call for another... Wait, hold on, this is more... Oh, this is worse water yeah, here? Yeah, back over here, it's a little bit shallower, and the mm -hmm. the waves aren't so bad, the winds aren't so bad. Out here, this is a little bit more open, exposed ocean. I think we'd mentioned when you were... Um, over here so that you could see maybe some hills off in the distance on this side um, so this looks like it's a you know a very large bay that you've been through um, but well, out here I think here on the Devon coast. is uh, concentrating and I don't think he can really talk or strategize so no. I guess I'll leave it to Roxana's judgment yeah but it seems to me like a better plan would have been to like pull run aground in calmer weather go ashore to look for help but we will see yep. she makes her navigate her seaworthiness check and mm -hmm. keeps the boat on a nice and even course the winds pull up from the west and she can kind of ride the winds a little bit farther and keep the boat she rolled very well uh, moving a little farther that day than intended as mm -hmm. the sun begins to set and you haven't spoken a word in hours and hours now she kind of comes towards the front of the boat and sits near you and says, Devon, I know you can't mm -hmm. really speak to me right now, but give me some sort of sign if you think you can hold this overnight. I nod. Um, I can probably say words, right? I just can't, like, sustain a conversation or, like, think that, yeah. Yeah. I nod. Uh, coffee? Do you have coffee? Is that a thing in this world? Gnome dust? <laughs> Is that a thing in this in this land? Uh, it could be. It definitely could be. <laughs> she, what does she have in terms of stimulants on her vessel? Well, well, well. A seventeen means she's definitely got one of the two. Uh, <laughs> it is coffee. So she will take one of the barrels of water that she's got on here, the little mini kegs, and uh, you'll see her take a, a bag from underneath one of her, uh, one underneath one of the seats, pull out some beans, put it in like a mortar with a pestle and sort of like crush them up a little bit and then mm -hmm. just dump them into a like small keg of fresh water. And cold? Uh, That's gonna take like a day to extract. I think just Devon should just let Give me the beans. <laughs> and he'll chew on the coffee beans while he uh, maintains concentration through the night. Chewing on coffee beans all night? Like, that sounds terrible. Not, like, intermittently. Like, it probably only takes a, a couple to get a buzz. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's only, what, like, 20 or 30 beans and a cup of coffee? And I uh, guess if you're like that. chewing is... them, you'll probably get a higher caffeine extract than if you steep it. Was it Einstein that would count out his coffee beans every morning? There's some famous genius that would like count out exactly 20 coffee beans or something for his morning cup. Huh. Alchemy. Beethoven. Are we... Was it Beethoven? I mean, Beethoven, that's what Einstein 10 seconds of Googling gives me. Yeah. Six, count 60 beans per cup, according 60. to his site. Six, 60. Zero. 
Wow, that's a lot of beans. Right? Mm-hmm. There are, oh no, there's 76 coffee beans in a cup of coffee, Google tells me. Hmm. Which came from 38 coffee cherries, which are hand-picked. Oh, uh, so when they say 76, they mean the beans divided in two already. Okay, well, that makes sense. I don't know. It's fine. Well, no, because uh, I think even with the divide, like, it's two coffee beans. Like, when you look at a coffee bean, even it's kind of split, split down the middle. There's a second one, I think, that's inside of the cherry with it. Oh, so each right, bean so is like, two beans? You, well, if you take your split bean and you put them together, it makes, like, a full seed or whatever. Huh. Something like that. John, when you need him. Hi, am I not a suitable coffee addict for your purposes? Uh, you'll. I ha you're I a good hand grind. Up. I hand grind coffee beans too. I just, I um, what you call it? I am considerate enough to not do it into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I've underestimated your coffee skills. I, uh, I I'm just more modest than. Uh, and our fearless coffee leader. Mm. Um, but anyways, cold brewing coffee would take like a full day. So if she didn't mm -hmm. already have it made, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So we chew on coffee beans right. and uh, keep wash and keep concentration through the night. Um, she will sail the boat into the evening looking for some sort of place to make landfall. But this whole coast is unexplored. And she, uh, Roxana's a little concerned about running afoul another rock this time at night. So she will keep the boat anchored near a shallow section in this hex for the evening. Um, and yeah, I think Devon she... is too focused to uh, strategize on his own, so he'll just keep the ship afloat. Seems like mm -hmm. kind of a waste of concentration to just be sitting here anchored, but... Oh, uh, well, it does. I'll trust the sea captain. Um, uh... I'm going to need some sort of can you keep concentration all through the night when it's dark and the stars are out and the winds are blowing and everyone else is asleep. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe a con check or something. I want to look at what the how a force march usually works. Con seems very It's usually reasonable. con for a force march. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll make a con check and see what happens. Womp womp. womp <laughs> At some point womp. during the night, Devon dozes off. Fortunately, I'm right on the hole, so I think I will immediately wake up as water surrounds me. Yeah, the patch slips a little bit. I mean, it's nailed on. Oh, no, it, it, it but completely it, it, disappears, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you are... And I think the, does the duration... And I think the duration was at the front end. It's not when you stop concentrating. The... Right, so it's not like I get extra duration after I stop. Con I mean, I guess I'll wake up when it disappears. Duration oh, but the beans, so. do I get advantage from the coffee? It's probably just like a small bonus and I roll a three. Yeah, there should be so definitely even... some bonus from the coffee. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, probably like a plus one though. 
to stay up all night if you're chewing on coffee beans i would probably just give you advantage but I, then it would say the coffee beans will only really work the first night maybe mm-hmm. a little less the second okay. night but i mean by the third night advantage you're seems, okay so can i roll out advantage yeah i think advantage for chewing on coffee beans is fine okay surprisingly still close yeah Okay. So you find okay. yourself like beginning to nod off um, and manage to like up. catch yourself as you're almost passed out. Splash and yourself I eat the rest water. of the 76 coffee beans or whatever. And uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, morning comes. As soon as Roxana wakes up, she immediately pulls anchor and sets for sale, asking heifer to do the honors of finding food and water and bringing it to the two of you while she like trims the sail and gets to the oars and begins to row them and then passes them off to heifer once he's made breakfast for everyone and And, uh yeah i think once the sun comes up it's probably easier to stay awake yeah once the sun Um, comes up you can make it through the night but as it's getting through like afternoon i'm starting to get drowsy i'll mumble to roxana when she passes by like stick a hand out and catch her shin or her calf as she's walking by it's like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can hold another night she will look for a place on shore to make landfall which happens no problem here at the edge of this hex um, you guys can pull ashore that evening you can see that the this little peninsula you sailed around is just large hills I think but we could see that already earlier and in this spot, you find not much. Uh, no fishing villages to speak of. There's no real signs of civilization at all. Just open plain at the foot of hills. Was there a nice the sandy coast. beach? That's a good question. Or did we ruin the ship running aground here? Uh, there was a rocky, pebbly beach. Okay. Um, enough, uh, you know, rocky enough that it would, like, pebbly enough that it's not going to break your boat, but not really gentle, soft landing, and also no real supplies around, no trees to speak of. Maybe, like, a couple of small cypress trees, but, you know, they're all twisted and gnarled and not great for um, woodworking or shipbuilding. Um, you know what I some... should do is... Uh cast mark of recall on some food stuffs it has to be a single object right so it'd have to like mark of recall like a bunch of watermelons or something that could be summoned whole (laughs) 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 for like emergency food rations that could turn a wizard into a or allow a wizard to create food and water Just recall watermelons. That sounds. I'm that's thinking amazing. like the, the 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 biggest like single food item that you could come up with. Yeah, love it. Um. So as soon as we're pulled ashore, uh, and I can, Devon will just pass out. Mm-hmm. And All I'll right. Think, worry about the rest of this in the morning. Okay. Devon KOs himself. Morning comes. Um, anyone I guess an object could be like a sandwich or a uh, that gets into a loaf of bread sketchy territory loaf of bread makes a lot of sense a sandwich is a composition object right well what about could like you a mark box? a recall it a says house? you can mark a recall a box but it couldn't oh, well there's a weight limit yeah but I assume this is meant to like 
I feel like a weapon is much more complicated than a sandwich, is it not? I assume this is meant to be able to conjure like a weapon. Yeah, but a weapon is put together into one tight thing that doesn't move. A sandwich, like what if the like the, the top piece of bread falls off? What do you conjure? Just the thing that was marked? Yeah. You know, like it's loosely held together. It feels What if you take one of those little uh little mini swords. sandwich swords and stick it through it with an <laughs> olive on top? <laughs> that might work. <laughs> All right. This is uh research for another day. So the next morning. The next morning. I wake up probably right where I was, wedged mm-hmm. in the hole of the ship. Yeah, and you see... Uh, I get up and look around. You see Roxana. She's already awake. She's moved on to shore. She's gathered a little bit of broken cypress trees and some tall grasses to make a little bit of a fire to cook some water, boil some water, make some early breakfast. But she's looking out across the field and maybe like 200 yards away there's a group of four white-tailed deer um, just grazing in the tall autumn grasses fireball you would set fire to the plains and yeah just probably even more deer even more deer out in the plains she's Um, looking out at these I jump down from the from the ship and approach her as you approach she calls out to you Hey, Devon. Hmm. Do you think you could get one of those deer? Fireball. No. How far I away think are the deer? About 200 yards. Because if we've got some... We've got, we still have a few nails, and I got my hammer. You fold over some deer hide over and over itself. Maybe we could uh, make something a little bit more permanent that way. I thought you were after breakfast. Um, I do have an animal handling proficiency. I'm more used to goats than deer, but I'm wondering if this will, this should at least give me like enough knowledge to know, okay, you'll spook them if you approach them from downwind. I guess I'm not a hunter, but I would like to attempt to approach them calmly, non-threateningly, and get within range of my spells. I think like a shadow snap is probably like a lot of... 120 feet. Mm-hmm. Fireball is 60 yards. It's 180 feet mm. with a 20 foot radius on top of that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Neil, it's like fishing with dynamite, right? <laughs> Hunting yeah. with fireballs. <laughs> Would there be anything left of the deer? Depends how well I roll, I guess. You want the hides intact, oh, right? Okay. And you yeah, also right. need the yeah. tallow to probably help seal it up. Um, yeah. Um, so I will attempt to sneak up on the deer to get within 120 feet for my for a shadow snap. All right. Give me your check. Um, would you just like a stat check, or is an animal handling appropriate for? I think animal handling is appropriate. It's meant for using right, so hunting with domesticated is meant to like creatures. Find... Hunting is like okay, I'm in the plains, I don't see anything. I'm gonna look out for a game sign and find where the deer are. This is like we see some deer. I want to approach them without spooking them. And typically, animal handling is for domesticated creatures. But I think if you're just trying to get within a certain yeah. range, animal hand like within a hundred yards or something, I think animal handling would be like a I mean, how to behave around creatures in such a way as to yeah. make them docile. Um, 
Let's see. Animal handling enables the character to exert greater than normal degree of control over pack animals or beasts of burden. I would consider deer pack animals. A successful proficiency check indicates that the character has succeeded in calming an excited or agitated animal. Contrast character without this has only a 20% chance to succeed. Meh. I mean, go either way. Yeah. So do you feel like an animal handling check is appropriate here? How close did you want to get with it? 120 feet. Ooh, so that's, what, 40 yards? Do yards actually help you? Uh, well, I would, in my mind, I had thought that you could get within 100 yards with an animal handling check. Um, but if you want to get to 40 you just said yards... they were... How, how far did you say they were? 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if you want to get to within 40 yards, you'll need a good animal handling check. Yeah, do I have any? I don't think I have any spells that can get there. So I guess we'll see. Is there, where are they? Where are they? Like, can I like approach of you? Um, what if I, so I don't approach them yet. I think what I want to do is backtrack and circle up the hills and like pincer them like this or something. That makes sense. Oh, so I see. So circle around them at a radius of like three, 400 yards mm -hmm. outside of spook range and then approach them so that if they do get scared, they run towards the water and towards our ship. Okay. Not out into the plains. Yeah. That makes sense. So if I, if I fail, it gives me like a second chance because they get scared towards the water or towards my companions or... Yeah, so it'll be about maybe a mile of walking for you to circle around, yeah, probably no close rush. to like three quarters of a mile, um, yeah. to get to the other side of the group of deer. You take maybe yeah. 15 minutes to carefully walk around um, them as they graze. Okay. And we'll go with that animal handling, which Ooh. is uh, miserable. What is with these rolls? Yeah. Absolutely uh, miserable. Four. The deer are spooked. They mm -hmm. they sense a predator coming around to try and circle them, and they try to bolt. Once you get to like the top side, about halfway through your, your circle, mm -hmm. uh, they just flee in this direction, bounding off. Um, I will take after them at a run, then, and attempt to close enough distance just in dead sprint. Um, I think I can, I think I can, uh, what you call it, out, uh, out fatigue a deer. Maybe out fatigue, but not outrun. A deer can, like, reach a running speed of 30 miles an hour. Um. They can't keep it for so long. That's the right? human's one great strategy is uh, endurance hunting. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can chase the deer. They bound off. You probably lose them in the grasses. That's... But if you keep running and you keep chasing, you'll find them again. Uh, hold on a sec. Just out of curiosity, an antelope has a move speed of 24. I don't know if we're calling this an antelope. Let's see. Cattle are like 15. I don't know. if there, Is there a deer anywhere? I don't know. I just looked up running speed white deer. Mm-hmm. Maybe in herd, animal herd. Animal herd did not have it. The closest thing was uh... I guess antelope was pretty close to deer, but they're a little yeah. probably more fleet of foot. Although we're in a plane, which is twenty-four. Um, um, antelope live in the plane, yeah. Yeah. However, I think my stats are better than theirs. 
Yeah. So I might be able to like I, I might even a wild stag is under mammal. Move speed is also twenty four. That makes sense. They're about twice as fast as you. But if I can succeed in one more strength check than them, I can sprint. I can out sprint them. Although you just want to say I, that. Yeah. I think in this situation they have you know you're at four hundred yards when they they leave. And so you've got to close that distance and then close any distance that they they further flee. So mm-hmm. I think this is going to be more of an endurance thing than an actual um, outrunning moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, either way, I think yeah. I've... Uh, I, I think a... Just, yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, it's either way, I think statistically I can outrun them. I can't. Yeah. Um, so Devon so break into chase... a jog and stay try to keep them in my eyesight yeah um why don't you just give me a con check to outrun the deer bada bing bada boom it rolls but i can uh i should at least be able to keep up the jog for well miles and miles i mean if they don't if they don't run if they just i can jog with their movement rate for 15 minutes before Mm -hmm. needing to make strength checks Um, but we just had a con check to sort of summarize to summarize the whole thing because we don't need to spend mm-hmm. too long on this one section of the adventure mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like you can chase down the deer who will flee and then stop and eat and then see you and flee and stop and eat but like they get tired their body gets begins to wear down they get to the point where they just walk away from you mm-hmm. and uh you can see them mm-hmm. hopefully that they're they'll be tired enough that like i'll be able to get within 120 mm-hmm. feet of them is my it's my goal after five miles of chasing Mm. the deer are growing tired Uh, the females sort of gather in the back while the one buck of the group with his big pointy horns turns to face you maybe a hundred yards out from you too tired to run anymore but definitely like trying to protect his um his harem there's a buck with horns does that Mm -hmm. mean it's mating season it is probably should have been aggressive earlier oh what is he doing running from me then? You know, well, humans are dangerous. Deer tend to flee first and then fight as a last resort. Ah, uh, not bucks during mating season in the rut. All jacked up on testosterone. Yeah, he's already got his women. He doesn't need to fight anyone for him. He just needs to keep them. Well, it's not going to keep those horns. So I will approach within uh, 120 feet. Okay. And attempt to shadow snap this deer. I guess the deer gets a save or no save? He gets a save. Point a finger at the sky. It's the shadow. It's morning, so the shadows run to the west from the deer. The deer fails his saving throw. A dagger or sword of some kind falls from the sky, catches it in its shadow, and the deer is stuck. Feet. Uh, not webbed, but, you know, grasping the ground and unable to move. Approach a panicked creature. Um, Can murder him with a spear, but it's probably safer to just arcane spray. But does arcane spray damage hides? It's magic, Mm -hmm. right? It'll poke holes in him. That's how it deals the damage. Yeah. All right, I'll just won't. spear the I'll spear the deer. That's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, you I can approach. Does the, rest, just... do the rest of the does the rest of the pack flee? They they walk away as you approach, still exhausted from the the journey, the fighting, the running. If this were a dog, you'd give him every fighting chance to bite back. But the poor deer is uh, you can outrange him with a spear, though. You know, there's yeah. no way that you if it's its legs are stuck, there's no mm-hmm. way you couldn't kill it. Okay, unless your heart just couldn't take it. No, I stab it in the throat. Okay, you can die. And, and you can haul the corpse or a section of it back to the rest of the boat. Um. I will split its belly with a knife, uh, leave the entrails here, and take the rest of it back. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. leave the guts behind, reducing the weight of the deer. Don't Bring have... the remainder, the meat and the skin that you want. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Don't have an omen reading, only a folklore. Maybe I should have listened to uh, listen more to Atropos's lessons, and I would have seen something in those guts. But mm. we leave that omen behind on the uh, dirt of the plains, mm-hmm. and drag this deer back to our shipwreck. All right, at the shipwreck, the two of you can work together to get a section of hide, patch up the boat. And then uh, she's going to attempt to, like, melt the fat out of the deer by using a small cooking pan and a fire. Does she have a cook pan? Yeah, she's got some small cooking supplies for um, on her boat. Uh, Okay. Render the fat. I mean, deer is going to be pretty lean. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't have, like, usually you would carry, like, tar on a ship for this purpose, but... There is not a lot of tar where she had access to it, so this is the best that she can do. So patch on the outside, fill it, you know, flip the boat back upside down, pour the liquid boat's fat that small into that it. You can, that we can take the mast off, flip it. Uh, I guess it's you know it's not like a nice easy not, I mean, flip like upside 20, down. It'll be right, it was like twenty cockeyed. something feet. Yeah, yeah. And Heifer's strong, Devon's He's strong. Buff. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've got. Strength of stone. Can I punch the boat upright? Punch the boat upright? What? I'm joking. Can I, does fist of stone work for this sort of thing, or is it only probably not? I don't know what thing you need it to be doing. Um, there's like weird lines. Like you've got 18 dash 100 strength, but only for punching things in the face. Oh, I see. Could you have 18 dash 100 strength for turning a boat upside down? I think between the Only three of you, you can do punch, it. Punch, smash, or crush. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Four, I have usual 14 strength, so. Yeah. Uh, so between the three of you, you can flip the boat, patch it, flip it back over, fill it with melted fat, and then let the fat congeal and cool, uh, and hmm. pray that it will hold. Okay. And then set out again today. Um, perhaps Probably. a little bit slower, because uh, this will probably take most of the morning to complete all of these tasks. Uh, instead of being able to make the full 40, you could probably make half distance on this day. Yeah, we'd probably take it extra slow, make sure the boat's seaworthy, staying inside of shore. Yep, staying as close as you can without fear, or except when you fear for the rocks. 
Uh, and I'll give her another seaworthiness check. Great roll. Next it's day. It holds. It will hold. Um, and the next day you will get to the swamp as the sun begins to set. She'll tell you you're so close to home. It's only another 10 miles, but she'd rather take it careful and slow than risk losing everything so close to home. You know, the worst sea accidents always happen when you're just 10 miles away from home. Far more likely to so, die there. Says. So I've heard the worst wizarding accidents happen when you're within 10 miles of your infernal laboratory. They don't happen in the laboratory? I thought they would all happen in mm. the laboratory. I don't make the statistics. The next day, barring a very bad roll, you can make it home, or her home. And you guys have been gone for what looks to be the better part of a month now. Um, it'll be November 24th, according to my calendar, when you get home. One, two, three, four. Maybe it's actually the 20th. Yeah, I think it's like when you arrive home at her place. You can pull your boat up on shore and breathe easy, knowing that you have survived the journey and you have returned. Ooh, I let out a sigh of relief. What time of day is it? It's like, this is early um, in the day, right? It's early in the day, maybe late morning, right around noon. Um, I can't even remember what price I agreed upon, but uh, I will give her one of the 10 GP gemstones. I say, I'm sure I owe you some money. The Sada help you get your ship patched up. Well, silver a day. See you you hold again. Seven in advance. Mm -hmm. And it's been seven, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 days. Mm -hmm. So I think you owe me 11 silver. Oh, really? I guess I will uh, put that gemstone away and give her 11 silver. Mm -hmm. Never mind then. She takes the silver happily. Is that <sighs> enough to get her ship fixed? Oh, well, I guess we'll... I guess she did have a thing for me, and she got some adventures and stories. And, and she'll boring. be trading. You know, she'll catch mm -hmm. some fish and trade it for fixing the boat. The silver is, you know, valuable for other sorts of trading that she might not be able to do. Yeah, that she might not be able to trade or barter for. Mm -hmm. All right, well, here you Heifer. are. Necrot is maybe two days through the woods. We're not there yet. Over the hills. Are you no. sure? <laughs> but we can rest in some... We're done with the boat. I never see another boat in my life. It'll be too soon. You're telling me. Um... Let's rest up here. What is the name of this village? Does it have a name? You there. What's the name of this village? It is named... Uh, Does it not have a name? Does it, if... No, I don't think we gave it a name last time. So we will call it... Um, uh, I... Jimmy'sville. Iberia. 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 Right. I'm sure they have good port here. 
Well, it's really just a sandy beach that they pull little boats up and down on. The village is small I'm, and sad. I meant the beverage, but I did not know there was an uh, Iberian beverage. Port, it's fortified wine. I think they've. I think it's. Oh, I see. I think there's. You didn't mean Iberia is the beverage. You meant port is the beverage. Port is the beverage. Yes. Got it. Yes. I think there's. Yeah, port Portuguese, or Portuguese are famous for it. Oh, is that where? Is that why it's called port? Because it's from the Portuguese. Porto. Yeah. Uh, things every day. Well, I think this is a great stopping place for our first break. When we come back, we'll see what Devon gets up to. Um, see you guys on the other side of the break. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dicing with Death, or welcome back. Hello. You have reached Iberia or Aquinas or whatever we're calling this poor town. And yes. I, guess and I, think we'll, I think we'll rest here for the rest of the day. Okay. Recuperate the villagers are dry interested land. in your stories. They want to hear all about where you've been, how you got back, any dangers you faced across the way. And the <sighs> stories soon get told of crossing the Medusa Isle twice, the journey to Hearth Home, its amazing constructions and walls and multi-storied buildings, not to mention large flowing rivers that wrap around the city, providing it with endless supplies of free, fresh water. The uh, winds that blew your ship onto a rock, which is how the story gets told. Um, the the patching with the deer. Uh, Roxanne's, Roxana's clever idea of using the deer. Your idea, like you're chasing it down and killing it with magic. The blacksmith hefting the ship easily with one hand to knock it over. The tales are quickly and uh, almost immediately made greater than life and greater than reality. But uh, that's the way that Roxana tells it, unless you want to intervene and force a little truth on the situation. No, if she's uh, happy to tell tall tales, I'm happy to sit back and oh yeah, pay for rounds of drinks. Although I guess we don't even have an economy, so uh, whoever brews the drinks just gives them away for free. Yeah, you guys are just drinking like weird grass tea. It's no alcohol to be found in this town at this point. What? Yeah. What? uncivilized people hmm. this area could really use some like massive improvements this is grass tea is uh the high life that they've got here hmm. i mean a lot of people drink miller anyway that's supposed to be high life and that's basically grass tea <laughs> seems pretty reasonable yeah as long as by grass mm -hmm. you mean wheat and whatever else yeah barley i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know what i don't know what grasses they use dietary blend of herbs and spices no spices mm. all right so we uh while away the day listening to roxanna's tall tales mm -hmm. eating and resting um like passing out in some fisherman's hut Mm-hmm. Heifer cradling his anchor or his uh, anvil. Mm-hmm. Um I will I guess I'll go ahead and roll to recover my MP. Although it probably won't matter until we're home. 
that almost gets me to full. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Um, and I will arise early the next morning and see if I can arrange to borrow a cart to get our anvil home. Let's see. Yeah. Definitely going to need some level of assistance. Let's see. What does the small fishing village have? They've got some pack animals, but the anvil is going to be a little awkward for that. Uh, you're definitely going to want some level of cart, which yeah. they do, do they have. have. We almost need a pack animal. Like an anvil's, according to your sheet, 100 pounds. I don't know how it's any heavier than that. But. Um, is there a cart listed anywhere? Transportation? Cart open costs 2,000 copper. Yeah, they're expensive. Well, good thing uh, there's no economy, so they're free, right? Oh, that's different. <laughs> that's room for drivers. Why would there be room for drivers on a two-wheeled cart? Does the driver the driver sits in the cart, right? Wait, yeah. four passengers and a driver. Wait a minute. That's not even. Oh, wait, wagon open. Room for drivers. Maybe in a rickshaw is more what we're thinking. Yeah. Here we go. Even smaller than that. I'm imagining I'm imagining like a wagon. <laughs> like a little red wagon that we can put the uh put Oh, the you end. mean like a tiny little like a cart. You're yeah. you're talking more like a, a wheelbarrow with two wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Could be four wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the cart that you were looking at is 200 pounds so it's like a, a big yeah you're look, definitely looking for something more like a a well-made yeah wheelbarrow would probably do it yeah but if we're gonna be traveling multiple days maybe four wheels i don't know mm-hmm. i think rickshaw is what you're looking at uh do you got 80 no silver or eight Neil, gold you can't you can't make a pre-economy world and expect me to have 800 so i do have gemstones worth that much but sure well, you can also, you know, uh, if you can prove that you're trustworthy, maybe you can rent it. Usually they don't rent mm-hmm. things because in this world, someone could just rent it and then fuck off. And, yeah. you know, you need to have a personal they, relationship they to trust me. them. Mm-hmm. Practically a noble from the next town over. I don't know. Um, I could, I mean, I could buy it with gemstones. What did we say a rickshaw costs? 800 copper, 8 gold. So 8 gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of these gemstones should be worth that. Yeah. Worth 10. Yeah, because there's probably only like three rickshaws in the entire town, so you'll be buying a, a very significant supply of them. I feel like every farmer would need a small cart for like moving, like for, like wheelbarrow type stuff. Like how do you move soil yeah. from one end of your, of your farm to the other? Yeah, no, you're right. They've got to have lots of these small wheeled vehicles. Um, pounds. I guess hundred pounds. And they, they actually do live oh, in the pounds. woods, so they do have access to plenty of trees. Right, wood? Yeah. So in the yeah. woods, like, how do they move wood? Okay. Around? I was thinking more of like carts? back in Nacrot, where it's this in desolate hillside where there's not a lot of supplies. You, carts might be in rare, to, in short supply because of the lack of building mm-hmm. materials. But this is actually is a, a very highly wooded area. I'll bring up the map. Um, so there's plenty of wood. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of carts here. You can grab a, a solid one at a reasonable cost of one of your gemstones without worrying about it. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll persuade a, I don't know, lumberjack or something to part with his cart for one 10 GP gemstone. You find an older lumberjack who's looking to retire anyway, and he's got some money set aside, and this gemstone is going to be the thing that's going to tide him over. So he Mm -hmm. sells you his cart happily. And we'll plop the anvil in it and Mm -hmm. take turns dragging the cart over the hills. Yeah. You and the blacksmith Um, can do it. No problem. um, Um, Why don't you make yourself some progression across the map while I roll for encounters? Yeah, I believe I can go... Fireball. Oh, sorry. Jump the gun. A little soon. (laughs) Just a minute. Uh, I think I can go three. I can go two and then one in the plains. And we wind up back in giant country. Yes. Yes, indeed, you do. Um... These are friendly giants, though. Um, these are the giants that I fought the troll with. That's mostly accurate. <laughs> uh, you come across, you start moving through the hex where you saw the giants. You actually come across the viewpoint of their little giant village, if that's what you would call it. It's not really a village. Uh, only to see smoke rising from where they lair. Someone get here and fireball before I did? Mm-hmm. It looks like it. And it's not like, you know, billows of smoke. It's more of like smoldering smoke. Um, and gazing upon the former I giant's lair. First, holding holding my spear. Yeah. You see not but ash and ruins and scorched land. The pens that once held their beasts, their livestock have been opened. The livestock are gone. I think they had a, they layered in a cave, I think if my memory mm-hmm. serves me yeah. and there's just like little bits of smoke coming out of the cave. It was like a the ground around it is blackened. Yeah. What happened here? Um, you may wish to stay back while I investigate. Heifer will hold the cart. Heifer probably. Yeah. With the cart, probably at the top of the hill. I feel like it was like a small gully with a cave in it. Mm-hmm. We never went inside, but like I approached the edge of it or something being chased by a troll and lured the right. Right. Out. Um, and I descend the hillside towards the cave. All right. You arrive at the front of the cave. You can gaze in and see it is pretty ruined in there, but there's also the like smell of flesh, of like burnt flesh, like barbecue coming out from inside. Barbecue um. giant. I enter what could have done this um i can instantly scan with a uh with with use of the serona like my, my crown i can instantly do a legend lore is that correct i believe you can legend lore and right. it has an right, insignificant we... casting time mm-hmm. all right we got rid of like the whole thing okay so i would like to see if my legend lore would reveal um, what could have done this or what did do this, right? Let's see. If only room- So this would probably be rumors. So ordinarily, the casting time would be forever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I think there is a possible, like, so the example they give is you find a legendary sword and you use the legend lore to like figure out what it is. I'm mm -hmm. wondering if this was, so if like a legendary, if a legendary wizard came and did this or if like a fire breathing dragon who's probably legendary showed up and did this, if some legendary creature was responsible, I feel like a legend lore would like reveal like, this is the work of the great Phoenix or of, yeah. And you get no so, such response. You get no such, this is the work of the Great Phoenix. It is more Air unlegendary, yeah. more ordinary uh, in nature. So this is going on in the background as I enter around the cave. I've never actually mm -hmm. been inside this cave. So. The cave is I tall. And shouted, Hello. Uh, the, the entryway is maybe a little bit on the shorter side, but once within the entryway, the height of the ceiling is close to 30 feet. The cave is nice and wide. You can see where there used to be stalagmites and stalactites holding it together, and they've long since been ripped out and thrown away. It extends into the earth maybe um, 130 feet before it like breaks down into smaller passageways that look like you can see like hand and knee prints as if giants have crawled into these deeper passages. Uh, sunlight filters in through the front without any problem giving you enough illumination to work through in the main section of the cave. It's just really have a big empty passageway. The corners and edges supernaturally keen eyes as well. So uh, mm -hmm. I can see pretty well in the dark. Yeah. And I look around for signs of giant. Are there active fires still going? Mm, there are like, some smoldering bits here and there. Uh, it appears that there used to be some level of wooden and probably hide construction in here, but it's all been burned down. There is hmm. area for like a great fire pit, and you can see there's like a hole in the ceiling where the smoke would have gone out from. Uh, and everything in here has been torched and burned, and the bodies lie. Two of the bodies lie within one of these burned down structures. One of the body giant bodies, unburned, lies near the front. Its head caved in, just like completely smashed, as if by some gargantuan rock. Hmm. I searched the cave. Well, there's not much here. There's burned out stuff. There's dead people, dead giants. Um, you can see a couple of squished goats lying around. Um, tracks of herd animals, sheep probably, maybe goats. Mm -hmm. Um... There is a large clay uh, ceramic vessel that contains water that is still standing near the back of the cave and still intact. Yeah. Are there any other... I take a peek in that, make sure it's actually water. I look around mm -hmm. to see if there's any other goods or loot, treasure. Not in this first main section. I explore the whole cave. I mean, so you were kind of vague. You said there were branching passages out. I will mm -hmm. eventually explore the whole place, but... If you want to take it passage by passage, you can let me know which ones there are, or you can just give me a summary. I would like a perception check. Yeah. I also have uh, Elven chance to spot secret doors. I failed the perception check. So whatever it is ambushes me as I'm sticking my head in the water bucket to sniff it and make sure it's actually water. Yeah. 15 so you are spotted second I would like you to roll me a surprise check don't roll a 1, 2, or 3 or you are being caught by surprise 
one. Your yeah. head's in this this vessel, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. looking in for the water. There's not a lot of light in here, so you kind of got to stick your head all the way in and feel around. The this sort of dampens the sound from outside when you feel a hand closing around you. Uh, an eleven hand. will work, I believe. Plus um, attack bonuses, uh, but eleven no. on the die. No. Oh, 11 on the diamond. I mean, 11 on the die, yeah, before giant modifiers. Four, like, plus 10 to hit. Right. Um, I don't know what my AC is. The sheet says touch AC 16. Ooh, but, wow. But, but if you're surprised, you don't get your dex to it. Yeah, which is why it's 16, not 18. Oh, right, that's true. Um, right, I have plus one for a magic scarab. I have plus five, I think, from my armor spell. Oh, wow. Okay, hold on. This might miss. Something like that. No, giants have like plus eight to hit or more. It is a juvenile giant, however. Oh, okay. One of the kids. One of the children. They normally have plus 11 to attack, but the juveniles are... I think they have ogre attack stats. No? No, they're just at minus three hit dice, looks like. Which I feel like should give minus three Thacko, but... Which should give minus three Thacko, but instead of plus 11 to hit, it'll just be mm-hmm. plus eight, which will still hit then. Okay. Yeah, so coming up from behind you, mm-hmm. catching you unawares, a young hill giant, maybe only, you know, 10 feet tall instead of the 15 or 20 feet that the other ones are, grasps you by the back and uh, wrenches you from the water. And pulls Does he you do damage or is hold? What's, this what's is more on? of just like a, a pick up and take a look at thing. Uh, the young giant strength checks? gazes at you, and you can give me a strength check if you'd like to struggle. Uh, probably no. Makes I sense. How tall is he, or how big is he? About ten feet tall. Uh, yeah. He rolls a twenty-four like... on his strength check. Yeah, I mean, so he grabs me. I don't think he can. I don't think he can physically pick me up. I'm thinking like ten feet tall. What's that? Equi- like that's probably the equivalent of like. He's got like ogre I strength. Eighteen hundred. I couldn't pick up a small child, right? I could. I could. You could grab and restrain a small child, but you couldn't like pick oh, it up. I see what you're saying, at, right? Like, yeah. yeah, your hand wouldn't wrap all uh, far enough around to actually get a good. And it's like you're not strong enough to like like it's like the whole Darth Vader chokehold thing. Right, like it's total, like as as epic as it looks in the movies to be holding someone One at arm's length and lift them up. It's just like way too, like the leverage does just doesn't work no matter how strong you are. Yeah, but perhaps so more of that, it's like a two hands grab. Yeah, yeah, maybe like grabs you with one hand, whirls you around, grabs you know, tries to hold on to you. Um, the giant looks at you, and in I some broken common, goes, "Who? Who are you?" I. I'm Devon. Do you do you remember me? The troll. We fought the troll. I looked this guy up and down to see if he looks like one of the giant kids that threw rocks at the troll with me. Yeah, sure. He looks Maybe. like one of the giant kids that threw does rocks he, at the troll. Does a look of recognition go over him as he uh... he passes his in check and it, he does dawn on him. He goes, "Oh, troll boy!" And he gently sets you down. What? What's happened here? I look around. It's horrible. Who? Yeah. 
What did this? Psychops. Psychops uh, did this. He come when when we sleep. He bash in the heads. He set the fires. I hide. The others not make it. So sorry. I said, and I put a hand on his arm. Um, would using ESP help in a communication between languages, or would it? Certainly. Yeah. I mean, if it would help in the communication, I might use it. I don't know if it's actually worth. I don't actually like care necessarily what he's thinking, or like mm-hmm. I don't trust. I don't. I don't suspect that he's lying to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name of that giant that I blinded? Is it Gil, Gil, Gilda, Prune, 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 Gilda, Giselda, Grin, 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 Griswold, Grin, Grindelwald? Um, what's to the wiki. Um, but I will be asking if it was actual Cyclopses or if it was. Uh, no, it was the one eyed giant. Yeah. Uh, ba-bum. Okay. Gretchen, that was her name. Ah, yeah. I was like, was it was it Gretchen or other Cyclopses? And he remembers her as Gretchen. Mm -hmm. Fireball. Devon mutters under his breath. How many fireballs do you think it would take to bring down a dragon or to bring down a giant? Because I think I can't quite cast four, but uh, we can we can abuse this MP system to make you regret ever giving fireball or ever giving a wizard MP. Fireball, fireball, <laughs> fireball, fireball. Pretty much. Um. I will get revenge on this Gretchen for you. Yeah? You, you're gonna kill her? Burn her? With, with fire. He looks pleased at this. He gives a, a giant um, giggle. Would you like to come with me to, uh, to my village? Or will you stay here? Do you have food? He asks. I nod. Um, yes, have come. Uh, let me introduce you to my friend. He's at All the top right. of the hill, and I will gesture him out. You can leave Hold the it. smoky cave filled with the scent of burned um, giants. As we're leaving, I go I go back to the water cup. I stick a hand in into this fresh, clean water. 
um, and cast Extinguish. Rest in peace, sweet giants. And the uh, smoldering remains of smoky fires, I think, cleanly are cleanly put out. Yes. Yeah. A 50-yard radius per level, so I think that will extinguish all fires within the cave. Mm -hmm. At 5th level, it puts out bonfires and even small structure fires. Mm -hmm. I yeah, more of a ceremonial act than anyways. Um, we'll bury the bodies in a second, but for now I'll lead him outside. Shout up, heifer. It's okay. This. Uh, what's your name? I say to the young giant. Kronos. Kronos. Well, I'm Devon. This is heifer. He's a great smith. Come, we have some food. <laughs> um, I had... Uh, I had 10 days of rations on my character sheet. Um, I think we were eating on the ship. Yes, like, the ship From ship food. supplies. Yeah, you guys fished um, and shipped. Been like a day or two... So we're probably like these rations are probably running low, and I think after feeding a giant, we probably just like eat all of our jerky and dried yeah. fruit, whatever the rations have. Yeah, but uh, we'll rest here and sleep. Uh, does Heifer have any reaction to meeting a giant? He's a little surprised. He's mm-hmm. heard of these creatures in distant, far-off lands, but has never seen one up close and personal before. Uh, Heifer is a large man. He's always been the biggest guy around, although he's mm-hmm. also been perhaps, you know, the least attractive man around. I think I've described him as, like, ugly and misshapen. Uh, mm-hmm. And here he stands looking up at something larger than him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And... Oh. This, so this kid here is Kronos. Uh, this is a kid. Kronos, meet Heifer. This is a child. His uh, parents were killed... By, by another giant. You did say this would be a bit of an adventure, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, let's have something to eat, shall we? And mm-hmm. we'll uh, share our rations. Uh, I think we're done moving for the day, so we'll probably rest here tonight. I would like to find a way to put the giants to rest. Um, I'm having a hard time imagining how to dig a pit big enough to... I don't think you can. Yeah. I mean, surely given time and energy, but it would be like a village's effort to dig a hole for a giant and then put the giant in it. Um, Well, maybe extinguishing those fires was enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll rest here tonight and move on to Necrot, Necrot in the morning. The young giant Kronos has all sorts of questions about you guys, your daily life, how you go, yeah. how you exist. 
he seems to be sort of, you know, disassociating from the mass slaughter of his family and instead trying to replace those thoughts with ones of curiosity about how small people live and how do you do all of these tasks? Like, what do you, what do you eat? You don't look like you could eat an entire goat at one time, so do you just, like, <laughs> let the rest of the goat go to waste? What happens yeah, we here? We it as a village, you know. So many questions. Yeah, I'm about... happy to answer his questions. Um, how is this common? His common is all right. It appears that's a language that was spoken at home, although maybe not frequently. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's still spoken enough that he can speak it without too much problem. Do I know where Gretchen is? Let's I see. Was, you say had this... her. You knew that she lived north of you somewhere. There are people who would probably know these things. Atropos would probably know. Mm-hmm. She knows everything. She sees everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I will uh, talk with this Kronos late into the night, satisfying his curiosity and boring him to sleep with mundane tales of human life. Mm-hmm goat herding heifer Um, finds himself uncomfortable with the entire situation and will answer questions but does not ask any of the giants fearing annoying or scaring him and getting crushed at some point i'll suggest you know heifer why don't you uh catch some fresh air and right Mm -hmm. we're we're in the open hills he can wander a couple hundred yards off and you know Mm-hmm. hang up by himself if he's sick of the questions I will uh, as opportunities arise tell Kronos of Necrot the great empire rising just a few miles east of here a great empire mm-hmm, there will be buildings as tall as mountains I'll tell him that, it, that Heifer is a mythical smith craftsman great empire will attract all sorts of great people and if he wishes he may join may join us you're offering Kronos a place in your empire sure why not come back to Necrot he can be Heifer's apprentice or maybe help Akitos the construction well he's hungry <laughs> or so maybe he's gonna just go eat all of our is. goats <laughs> yeah he'll follow the food is uh, mm-hmm. his plan at this moment he's just a young one Mm-hmm. And I guess you guys can make your way to Necrot. Yeah, so we rest the night. Um, I probably, unless I wake up well before him, I probably won't go back in the cave. Okay. I'm curious to explore the rest of it, but I don't want to, like, be digging through his parents' shit with Kronos following me around. Yeah. So if I, I mean, if I, if, like, he sleeps in in the morning... Perhaps I will go back into the cave, but otherwise we'll carry on. Um, you could, you will wake before the giant baby, the giant child. If you wish to go in, you can probably get in for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I wake up with Dawn and he's still snoozing, mm-hmm. I will uh, hurry down to the cave and finish my exploration of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. into the cave 
You can find the back chambers are these long reaching small passageways that just get smaller and smaller and smaller. And you can see where the giants, the, the giant children have crawled back and how they've tried to like dig it out, pulling out that soft sand and silt until they reach hard bedrock. Um, was he the only kid? No, there were like children? three children and two adults. The other two died? Did I find the, the other bodies child. of the other two children? You find the body of the other child with one of the parents. Um, I think the sexes of the giants are a little hard to tell when they're charred. And the one that was bashed in the head is like face down. So it's perhaps mm-hmm. a little difficult unless you want to go try and move giant legs and get a view. Um, is it on top of the other kid? No, there's like one near the front entrance who's been like splatted. And then in the burned out remains of whatever structure that was are, mm-hmm. is a child and another adult. Mm-hmm. So there's one kid missing. So you're saying? No, you, there were two children and two adults. Oh, you okay, have one of the children. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, do they have any supplies? Any valuables? He's probably eaten all their foodstuffs. He's definitely eaten any of the surviving foodstuffs. Um, the rest of the things are oversized. Like there's a woven basket that's woven out of like small saplings, which could be used to carry all, carry all sorts of supplies, but it's way too big for you. Um, everything in here is too impractical for you to actively use. Okay. They don't have a treasure hoard. Mm-mm. No, no rolling on the treasure table for these giants. I'll just assume that uh, Gretchen stole it all and I'll get double the treasure when I find her. That's probably about right. Okay. And I will emerge from the cave, rejoin Heifer and Kronos. You can and find them. Are, is Heifer far away from the giant? Uh, the Heifer's woken early as well. The giant seems to be sleeping in a little bit, and Heifer's made himself whatever little small amounts of food he had managed to hide away from the giant before <laughs> he ate them all. Mm-hmm. And has put all the things in the cart, is double checking, triple checking the cart. He seems a little anxious. He's in the only thing in the cart lands. is an anvil. You don't need to triple check it. To have to make sure the supports on the cart are going to work. Heavy anvil. My favorite anvil. <laughs> All right. Well. <clears throat> okay. Kronos. It's it's morning. I'll wake the giant up. <laughs> if you'd like some food, we have to get walking. Crots. Mm, most of the day's journey away. He roars with his 18-100 strength in a yawn and gets to his feet and slowly starts stumbling after you guys once you begin to move. Yeah. We head east and east arrive in Necrot back home after quite the trek over high seas, past Medusas, to new towns floundering Mm -hmm. ships burned out giant hovels and finally a smith and a giant child arrive with you back in this town I I am relieved to see Necrot in one piece Mm -hmm. not a smoldering remain like the giant's president's was it is nice and happy and healthy and neat and everything is going well and according to plan in here. Mm-hmm. Your family's out there with their goats. You see them on a hill distant from you. They give mm-hmm. you a wave. You make your way into the village. The 
um, the Quanaut is under construction and there's a few more people around it now. It looks like the, it's going very well. Mm-hmm. Pythos has his little lair there. Um, not Pythos, what was his name? Um, Platos. Platos, thank you. Has his little shrine. There's a couple of people out front of it doing a little bit of prayer. Someone's added a shelf to make mm-hmm. it easier to like place offerings to Platos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah? Yeah, I expect explain to now Kronos a lot of people worked very long and hard on these buildings so you have to make sure not to uh, accidentally break any of them do you understand it's kind of like your cave how would your parents feel if you uh, caused a cave in Mm, they'd be mad but it's okay they're dead now well Sorry about that. Let's get some goat, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Fellow citizens, I have returned. People come forward (laughs) to see what is going on. I, uh... I have returned with, uh, Heifer, the... the mythical smith greatest craftsman in all of Hearthome. And the giant Kronos here to uh, help us raise the citadels of Necrot from out of these hills. Yeah. There are people here that you don't recognize, as well as the ones that you do. I scratch my brain for recollection of who I encourage to come to Necrot and join us. Give me uh, a charisma check. There was like a woman who did things. I rolled a one. I have no idea. I've been telling everyone I meet how great Necrot is and how it's going to be the center of civilization. And so I guess I probably shouldn't be surprised to see these new people here, but I am a little bit. Well, they're here and they're starting to pile up. There was some woman who I bumped into as I was leaving who was like fleeing. I was trying to like, if she wants to can't even remember what the need was maybe it was like learn how to bandage wounds or something Mm -hmm. but anyways new people great all of these uh new citizens calls for a feast let's break out the goats and we're gonna have to find a way to get more goats (laughs) (laughs) uh it's getting on it's like autumn isn't it it is i was gonna gonna say how it's actually near to winter how are our grapes doing? But I'm guessing uh, Vinny is putting that off again until the spring. Right. The whole idea was that, like, he'll build this structure over the winter, and then, like, in spring, when it's time to plant, he'll make the planting happen. In the meantime, he's just working on, you know, building... He's doing doing research. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, you can see that Vinny's attempts at making a proper vineyard are a lot better than you expected right at first there was some sort of like he's gonna do this and then it's like wait nope he's just a drunk he's just blowing off his time and spending the money and not doing anything but now it appears he's got his shit together uh and as you're introducing Kronos and heifer you can see Vinny is standing next to one of the new people uh and the two of them are in 
like careful and close quarters, um, whispering to one another and sort of like laughing and giggling Mm -hmm. and seemingly getting along fabulously. I will approach at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, Uncle Vinny. The, uh, hey. the vineyard is looking magnificent. Well, why, thank you. Thank you very much. This is, um, hi, hi. this is Mona. Mona? Meet Devon. Devon? Mona. She's one of the people Pleasure. from Sinus who came when you were gone. Hmm. Well, welcome to Necrot. She extends a hand. Yeah. I hear Hmm. this is going to be the place to live very soon. I nod. I hope we can get the vineyards up and running. I'm uh, Hmm. very excited about it. I will, uh, Devon will mingle and chat mm-hmm. and then excuse himself. And yeah, most of the feast was about uh, rewarding Heifer for his journey, getting Cronus some goat, mm-hmm. and boosting morale. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it is done. Why don't we take our second break, and when we come back, we'll sort things out on the other side. Bye-bye. Sounds good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. I probably should have given you a countdown, Ryan, but I forgot this That's time. fine. We are back. Mm-hmm. Back in the crotch. <clears throat> yes, you are. With many more legendary citizens in attendance. And your autumn is trucking on. It is the 27th of November. We are a month away from the start of winter. What would you like to do? Are you, um, do you have something to do with the, in the immediacy? Or are you just looking for generalized, like, we're just going to improve the town and whatnot? Well, uh... Gretchen Grendel Griswold. Gretel Grendel Griswold. Um, needs to die. Ah. That's the first order of business. Yes, the Cyclops. Um, yeah. Kronos uh, and Heifer need to settle in, but they can kind of do that on their own. Gretchen mm-hmm. is her name. Yeah, so we're going to track down Gretchen. And yeah. Hmm. Um, so I'll rest in town for one night. That'll actually probably be enough to get me back to full. And you're going to set out the very next day in search uh, of. We'll see. We'll spend the morning Gretchen. checking in on things and see how everything's looking. Yeah. When, um, the, so I... when the morning dawns. A storm seems to have passed over the town in the night. You wake up to the sound of rainfall and thunder in the distance. Uh-oh. The look out your window lets you know that the town has turned into sort of a mud pit right now. The giant has sought safety within the confines of the Quanot because he's small enough to crawl in. And there may be a stream running between yet, his he? legs. Not yet. <laughs> 
but he is more or less safe from the rain. The giant has temporarily moved in. I'm sorry, not the giant. The um, the blacksmith has temporarily moved in with the giant since they don't have really a place for him, and he's a, a far-flung stranger, um, sort of in awe of everything, and also really disappointed. He was really expecting, like, the great empire on the rise, and it's like, oh, podunk town in the middle of nowhere in this valley. Oh my god, I've come all this way and there's no going back. Holy shit, what have I gotten myself into? So, his only friend in existence is you and this giant, and he's uh, <clears throat> housing with the giant for now. Whoops. I guess I probably went to sleep last night without making sure they were alright. I mm-hmm. figured the goat feast would be enough. Mm-hmm. It'll work out. Yeah. Um, I will tidy up my stuff. I put my fireball scroll or my fireball slate back in with my library because I had that with me on my journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll kind of lock everything down so that I would be okay if Heifer needs to rest here while we set him up with more permanent accommodation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you want no, him to rest here, like, in your house? In your house? Uh, or? He can. I, I, I would like to go find Akitos and mm-hmm. see how things are progressing. Well, Akitos is taking shelter in his own house while the storm rages on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go visit him. He's there yeah. with his kids. Will do. Hello. <laughs> Akitos. Uh, it's good to be home. Um... I don't know if you've heard, but I've uh, returned with some craftsmen. A great smith, heifer, and a giant, and a young giant, young orphan giant. He crawled into the Quanot yesterday evening. Yeah, I don't know if that's ideal. (laughs) Uh, Well, needless to say, I won't be able to work on it while he's inside. (laughs) We'll have to find more suitable cave for him if we uh if we raise him right he'll be uh, a strong apprentice oh he seems more you want more you want me to <laughs> apprentice the giant well you or Haffer or both we'll see if he takes to forging or construction or maybe both <laughs> Well, at least uh, he speaks I'll, the common tongue. It'll be... A smattering. Is he housebroken? I don't know if he's ever lived in a house. Let's probably keep him out of ours. Just need to make sure he's comfortable enough in his... Uh, whatever cave on the outskirts. Mm. We'll see. I will, of course, do my best to assist in this endeavor, but I don't think magic will be his calling. Yeah, bobs his head up and down in agreement. Giant child may be a problem, but Heifer should be more straightforward. We brought uh, his anvil, but he'll need a forge. I presume you can work with him to uh, construct that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you need of more resources? I mean, there's always need for more resources, but what, what, you know, wood is in short demand and high supply. Mm. No, high demand and short supply. 
the woods are near enough. If it becomes enough of an issue, perhaps I can lead uh, an expedition there and back. Invested in a fancy cart. Did you now? Hmm. It's a joke. Ah, we had to get the anvil back somehow. <laughs> well then, doesn't look like it's uh, proper construction weather, but maybe good weather for digging a giant hole. I am used to myself as I leave. He doesn't understand, but lets you go. Yeah. Uh, Wet earth, on your own. easy to dig in. I mm -hmm. don't know. <clears throat> I will go to my house and produce the three chunks of gold ore. They are... They're 10 pounds each. Hefty bits. Um, and I will go find Heifer. Is he still sleeping? What's going on? Heifer is in the cave. Um, he mm -hmm. has someone has brought him a cot, or he asked for a cot or something. So he's got something to keep mm -hmm. him off the ground. The giant baby is in the back. He's not a baby, but you mm -hmm. know, adolescent is in the deeper into the quanot, um, resting carefully. Uh -huh. uh, you can hear the snoring of the small giant echoing out. Heifer is awake. Probably has mm -hmm. been all night dealing with the snoring <laughs> giant. Heifer, I'm. So sorry, and the excitement of last night's festivities, I forgot to see to more suitable accommodation. Um, I'm holding these, like, lumps of ore into my arm, but at this point I'm like, come, come to uh, into my home, and I will invite him to have breakfast or whatever with me. He's stoked we to bring get a lot of this place and go yeah, into we... an actual shelter that's not just a cave. Yeah, we'll bring... My or his cart with us, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And uh, go inside. It's breakfast. That yep. will show him the gold ore. I was like, "Here's the uh, here's the gold I spoke of." I think that will be the first order of business. But as you can see, there is much uh, much to craft. Town seems in desperate need of a real smith. That's why the gods have brought you to us. Gods? I thought it was you who brought me here, but... Well... I believe Sayor leads us all in one way or another. And if he's brought me here, it's to build this area into something great. Um, Akitos will help you to construct your forge. I don't know exactly where we'll go. Be somewhere hereabouts. But... Mm -hmm. Until then, we'll see where we'll see where we can uh, house you. I'm thinking to go off in search of the Cyclops. So if I'm away, you can rest here. Or perhaps we can find. How long will you be gone? I don't know. How long do you think it takes to slay a Cyclops? Well, I'll see what I can do. Can you point me in the direction of this Akitos man? And we'll talk? Yeah. Yeah. That's his uh, house over there. And I'll open a 
door and like point across town. Mm-hmm. You'll see the crimson, the uh, sorry, the yellow light emanating from the house as he burns one of his tallow candles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I guess when you go, I'll go speak to him, and you know, hopefully by the time you're back, we'll have something for me. Yeah. Were there ever? There weren't like extra buildings ever, were there? It's pretty much like houses for people, and mm-hmm. now more the new populations on the up. rise, and so new mm-hmm. buildings will need to be created. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I will leave the gold ore in his cart next to his anvil. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think head off to visit Atropos. Pulling my cloak over my head, uh, grabbing some, refilling my rations for a couple of days, and heading out. Nice. All right, here you go. Uh, to the north, to the south. Mm-hmm. Where are we headed? Uh, to Atropos. As I walk past uh, Plato's shrine, uh, do I notice things on the shelf? You do. You can see there's some small carved, not carved, um, uh, pressed little like wine vessels, probably empty, maybe now filled with rainwater, that are sitting mm-hmm. on the top of the shelf. There are little bundles of um, sages or other like strongly smelling plants that have been found out in the hills. There mm-hmm. is a, a group of mice that have been like pierced together with one of those little sandwich swords, um, all on one little kebab, basically. Left out mm-hmm. here as well. Mice. Mice. Um, okay. Well, as long as he's being treated well, I wonder how big he's getting. And I will uh, head to Atropos's cave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it is only a day away to Atropos's cave. You will arrive in the rain, in the thunder, uh, taking probably. Another 50% longer than normal to get here. Mm-hmm. The difficultness of the terrain now. It's fine. You can see the bright light emanating from the cave that she's got a fire raging in there. And as you <laughs> scale up the cliff wall, you can hear her voice inside saying, Ah, Devon. Devon. We've been gone so long. <clears throat> Yes, I've been on great many adventures. How did you know it was me? I know so many things. Hmm. Why, though? Tell me in your own words why you're here today. Well, I have returned from Hearth Home, our new smith and an orphan giant. It seemed the Cyclops, Gretchen, is not content to lose only her eye. Yes. She leans over the crevice as she, like, has a a stick with, like, a, a rat on it that she's holding over a fire, but then also leans over the crevice and takes a quick sniff of the vapors seems she has not learned her lesson. Oh, it has emboldened her, made her bitter and angry. She breathes deep again. 
I see giants dead to the north. See giants crushed in the east. See giants burned in the west. She inhales again. Over all of them, I see one giant with one eye in the center of her head. Where does Gretchen make her lair? North of here. Follow Sniffs. Thing. Snake. Trail. Follow the snake north. You'll find her there. Snake? There's no river here. Great serpent. Uh, and she beckons you forth with the hand that's not holding the kebab. I approach. Um, and it, perhaps by surprise, she reaches out quickly um, to attempt to like grab your head forcefully. And I'm going mm-hmm. to need you to make me a surprise roll. She has in the past been yeah, I am not surprised. And touchy. Mm-hmm. And this time she is trying to like grab your head roughly. Uh, you are not surprised, mm-hmm. so it is a regular roll to hit with a regular eight on the die. I think you are fast enough that you can avoid her mm-hmm. hand if you desire. Yeah, I think I dodge her instinctually. What's what's the meaning of this? What do you wish to show me? Breathe deep, Devon. Breathe deep of the vapors and see what you have. Of my own accord, I lean over and breathe in the vapors, shooing away her hand if she tries to grab me again. <laughs> no, once your head's in over the crevice, uh, you can see that the crack in the ground sort of twists and winds as the vapors go into your chest, into your lungs, and it becomes sort of like a squiggling, crawling snake of like blue scales with white uh, trim or he- uh, tones to them that mm-hmm. crawls northward. Mm-hmm. Do I have to be high to follow it? It's a great question. Um, I have a random question about your hold person spell. It says mm-hmm. that the mirror must be of a size to hold the creature. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand. Uh, like, so- if you're far away from a mirror, you can you can be in a mirror. Right. Uh, in this situation, if you're five feet tall, the mirror needs to be five feet tall. If you're three feet wide, it needs to be three okay. feet wide. So to hold the giant in a mirror, I would need a... A giant mirror. Giant mirror, which is not feasible. Fireball it is. Okay. You've convinced me. Mm. Love it. Um, I think in that case, I'm ready to set out after the snake right now. In my... Uh, smoky stupor, I follow the crack. Uh, does it lead me out of the cave? It does. I'm not sure if you realize it does, but you follow the winding, twisting, bluish, whitish snake 
that bounces the lightning bolt flashes back towards your eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It crawls over the ground, through rivets of water, up a creek, then up a steep hill, and over the course of the day, you move to this hex. Here. Does the snake continue further? Or... Oh, it does. Um, yeah, you follow I'm the snake. Stop and rest. Uh, you follow the snake until it literally just like dissolves into the ground. And as you blink your eyes, trying to make sense of it, you find yourself looking at just this like streak of some sort of blue stone on the ground. It's got to be some sort of like long gemstone formation, or maybe like quartz. Uh, deposit with like some bluish coloring in it that reflects the the, the lightning as it flashes and mm-hmm. as you come to and really sort of piece everything together you can see you are standing before a great cave this one unlike the others it is narrow maybe eight feet across or so a giant would have to like turn sideways to get through it and about 50 feet tall the whole thing is just like a crack in the side of a, a sheer cliff Mm-hmm. Any sign of travel here would have been washed away by the rain, by the storm. But this is where Atropos has led you. I stand in front of this uh, cave looking in. Mm-hmm. Rain comes down. Rivulets form along your hair and your ears. There's no sign of the giant. This is where you are. This is where the prophetic magic has brought you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Debating whether to use a spirit armor or just use all my MP on fireballs. Um, so Devon is standing in front of this cave, ominously in the rain, holding a spear and thinking through his plan and his uh, and his equipment. His spirit armor changes depending on the spell components. Um. Maybe I'll just use water, summon water spirits. Seems reasonable considering I'm going to be hurling fireballs. Mm. I mean, I doubt I'll wind up in my own fireball radius, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have my water skin ready to summon my uh, spirit armor. And I will approach this cave. Um, is there firelight flickering from within the cave? 
yes, there is a dim amount of light that reaches the outside, only visible mm-hmm. in between the flashes of thunder. Uh, is there a smell of meat cooking? Uh, no. In the rain and the storm, there is no scent reaching your nose, other than that of the wet earth at your feet. Mm-hmm. Rounds per level, 15 minutes. I probably want to wait to cast Spirit Armor until I know she's there. Oh, it's raining. I don't even, like, need spell components for Spirit Armor. I can just use the rain. Mm. It's fresh water right from the sky what delivered is the, to my hands. The variant with... Uh, the material... Uh, water. Water. Water spirits. Just requires fresh water. Yeah, but what does it do? Uh, it makes me damp. Moist, ah. even. Ah, uh, so save, that you... save, Saves versus fire, plus one. Nice. Not the most useful variant, but it's an uh, easy spell component. Mm-hmm. Right, because you do need a material component, don't you? Right, you can't just do it. There's no baseline, right? The ba- You have to pick one of these material components, correct? Um... You can't just... I suppose so, yes. Yeah, you can't just have generic spirits, right? Right. But anyways. Um, well. I will uh, shout into the cave. Gretchen! Out comes the bellow. I know that voice. I shall never forget it, no matter how long I live. The way you've been behaving doesn't seem like you want to live much longer. Were you not content to learn your lesson? To uh, lose only an eye. You have not been a very nice neighbor. <laughs> oh, I am so much more now. Come in, Devon. See the new me. This is just uh, too enticing to not see. <laughs> Um, I say, uh, come out and show me. I listen carefully with my keen elven ears for any sign of movement. There are the heavy thuds of footsteps. I will conjure my spirit armor as I hear her approaching. Yes. Using the uh, the fresh water falling from the sky to conjure fire spirit, or sorry, uh, water spirits that flit around me. Where once upon a time you saw Gretchen as maybe like a 16 or 17 foot tall giant, she emerges now 20 feet tall 
more masculine than before, and her face has shifted. There is now a single eye in the center of her head, rather Mm -hmm. than one blinded eye and one regular eye. Her form has sort of shaped and shifted and is a little bit softer. She's a little bit more heavy set, rounder shoulders instead of like the thin, almost malnourished, angular shape her body had before. She has thick furs tied around her ankles and shins uh, that come up to her knees. A heavy loincloth of patchwork furs dangles at her waist. In one hand, she grasps a large rock as she like squeezes out of the mountainside. And we should probably what roll What has initiative. happened to you? <laughs> they made me greater than I was before. How far away am I from the entrance of the cave? Oh, that would have been I'd... a great thing for us to figure out ahead of time. You gotta be shouting mm-hmm. range, though. And if you're gonna be shouting over yeah. the storm, you gotta be pretty close. Yeah, um, so like, I'll let you determine that then and say, I mean, I was probably, yeah. I was thinking like, feet? I don't know if you could shout 100 feet through a storm into a cave. I was going to say close to, like, 50 feet. But if she's emerging, maybe I'm backing away. I also cast a spell. backing away as she's emerging. You could be maybe 80 feet, 100 feet. Yeah. That ballpark. Mm-hmm. We will see. I don't know if there's any way that I lose this uh, initiative roll, actually. Oh, do I need a dangling from her neck I I didn't is a uh, do you have a religion proficiency I don't believe so I have no arcanology there's like a a, uh, an upside down triangle with a line vertically through it dangling from her neck clearly some sort of holy symbol some sort of marker that's either Vengeance, or maybe war, maybe Verasi, one of those. Oh. Anyways, Ooh, um, well I don't think I rolled shit, but I don't think uh, huge creatures really have any chance to <laughs> roll she better than that. Plus nine to her initiative, so in theory. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, three for small and medium, six for large, nine for huge. Uh, and she will roll a 12 as well. Okay. Um. Okay. So the Cyclops has a penalty of two to all missile attack rolls because of the lack of depth perception. Hmm. Uh, but otherwise, will hurl a boulder at you. A oh large rock at you as I hurl a uh, large ball of fire at her. Right, the two you like to resolve first? So she needs two saving throws versus spell. One to see if she can actually target me with the boulder, and one to dodge the fireball. She needs a saving... Oh, because you're wearing... Right, spirit armor. So with the spirit armor, she makes a saving throw. If she fails, she attacks one of the spirits instead. Perfect. Uh, saving throw versus spirit armor is a natural 14 for the number of hit dice she has I think that's probably going to be a pass that's probably a pass Uh, Um, that's fine I want her to fail the uh, saving throw versus spell yes okay so she hurls the rock at you and I'm going to make the attack roll for it right now as it flies towards you 
a 15 on the die with plus it's normally plus 13 but she's only got one eye so it's minus two from that which brings it down to 11 and then it is dark Jesus. out it's stormy um so i'm mm-hmm. gonna give her another minus two for missile attacking in the dark mm-hmm. uh, which brings it down to a plus nine so it's a 24 total <laughs> the boulder bump um, um and you and she she hurls her rock at you 24 doesn't clear by 10 does it no, I have 18 AC. Although, actually, she's probably about to destroy my armor. Uh, the rock will slam into you with actually sort of a glancing blow, hitting closer to the ground and sort of breaking on impact, knocking you backwards into the side for seven points of damage. Okay. And your fireball streaks from your finger through the rain, the wind, the lightning, bursting upon her. Here's her saving throw. Natural nine. Ooh, that might still be a pass. (laughs) Uh, She has an eight on her saving throw. Oh, come on. Yes, unless you can think of a way for her to get a minus two to her save right now. Minus two is, well, she's still got one eye she's throwing what about your what does your um brooch give you a that gives me a bonus to my saving throws well she's still like squeezing out between the crevice and the rain and the thunder and the fireball comes towards her she brings up one like soaking wet arm yeah uh, that's got like some furs on it i can't i don't can't really justify penalizing her saving throw yeah it'll block the brunt of the damage i guess she'll take half go ahead and Oh, that's a good fireball. Good one divided by two is twelve. Fireball will burst upon the white healthy cyclops. Uh, no, it's Grindle, not Gretchen. Is her name? Doesn't matter. Really? Did McTacky get it wrong? I have written Grindle, Cyclops, Lobos, Northern, Brutus, Father of Two. <laughs> Brutus is dead. Brutus is dead. Uh, and you did 12? Yeah. Or two. Let me see if I can give you an HP bar to work with here. can't see things you're not supposed to see. All right, can you see that HP bar? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yes, I can see the HP bar. Perfect. That's an odd-looking Cyclops. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. I kind of like it. All right, let's roll initiative. She howls in pain as the fire blisters her arms, the water not doing too much to keep it from can, burning her. Can we get a, can you moderate chat? We've got some slurs to get thrown around. Just like, 
Oh, mute it. Oh my. Mute it and ban it or whatever. It looks like your no mods are on duty. Twice now. Jesus. Alright. Bye. You are the mod. <laughs> I know, I've got I'm scrolling, I'm looking for Oh, I see what's Oh the mod commands. No, no, I was just looking yeah. for the, yeah. the things right. that need to be. They got it. I don't know if it's you or someone else on it, but Um, all right, well, that, that'll be close enough for now. Let someone shout if it's a problem again. Uh, let's roll initiative. The um, yeah. giant no longer going to throw a rock. Yeah, what, is, what did she do at the after throwing the rock? Hmm. The giant will pull a giant bardish from within her cave. A bardish. A, yes, the head of the axe is about the size of you, and then it's on this long, thin pole. I mean, thick enough to mm -hmm. wield it still, um, but it's got some reach, and it is nasty looking. Uh, emblazoned on the side of the bardish is a similar symbol to what she dangles from her neck. This one is hmm. colored, inlaid with black and red, some sort of, um, you know, gilding or what, what do you call it when mm -hmm. it's, um, what do you put on pottery? Stuff. Stuff. Um, Stuff. Did the fireball blowing up in her doorway cause any structural damage? No, because it's just a crack in the, the mountainside. So the, okay. the fire burst hasn't significantly damaged it. Okay. Well, she's got her bardish that deals an unreasonable amount of damage. Do um, Cyclops is specifically called this out as like a weapon? Yes. Well, yes. The Cyclops block has like the Cyclops kin and then the much, much smaller Cyclops block. So I'm pulling the Cyclops kin weapon and assigning it to the Cyclops block. Uh, but okay. the damage on that shit is high as fuck. Even for the Cyclops kin? No. Yeah. Uh, no, just the Cyclops damage is high because they're 20 feet tall Strength. while the Cyclops kin are only seven and a half feet tall. But uh, Cyclops does an average of like 20 damage on a blow. So let's hope you have a way to reduce it. Um, initiative. I already, yeah, I rolled. Oh, you already rolled. Eight. Okay, I haven't done it yet. Uh, three and nine is still 12. You go first, Vaughn. Another fireball. So saving throw versus spell. Here we go. Uh, an eight on the die, which is exactly oh. what she needs to pass, unfortunately. Bullshit. The second fireball wraps around her, encompassing her with flames for uh, eight, eight points of damage. Eight measly damage, and I uh, backtrack, uh, moving my movement away. I think she can probably still close, but she'll be running out of her house into the storm. Yes, she leaves the safety of the crevasse. The only thing that could possibly shelter a creature this size moves out into the storm with a fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of a dead man. 
and tries to slash at you with her bardish. Um, okay. Saving throw is... Oh, versus spell. spell. Um, a nine on the saving throw is going to target you, but a six on the die plus... Um, 11 is oh, a God. 17. <laughs> Misses by one. Oh, oh, oh. Was that including a darkness penalty? I have 18 AC with the scarab. Oh, it's 16 for touch attack. Yeah. Okay. The right. seven. Wow, that's closer than I thought. Then the, uh, the 17 whiffs near you. You can like feel the edge of the blade cutting into your armor, pushing you back a little bit. Had you been mm-hmm. six inches closer, this would have hit you. So after casting a spell, I probably only moved 60 feet, or was mm-hmm. it? A, would it be a full 120 feet? Uh, it's half move afterwards, so about 60 mm-hmm. feet, maybe a little less yeah. in the rain and the storm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, initiative roll. Ah, uh, this is not looking good. Vaughn. I shall smite you in the name of Vilthara, goddess of vengeance. Bring him to me. Bring him. What of the? What of your victims' vengeance? The other giants. Oh, you forgot to include weapon speed, but. Uh, oh, yes, that should be a nineteen. Um, seems like I'm stuck in combat with the Cyclops. God, there's no way that I can even hit. Her. She have she has armor on her feet and stuff. Yeah, her legs have like thick hides that are now soaked with water. Sixteen. Um. Where's it? Got armor here. Yeah, that is going to miss by one. You'll crack your staff against her. Is she? You were giving her darkness penalties before. Was that only for ranged? No, I was just doing it because she doesn't have night vision. So then she should have a penalty of two to her AC as well, and right? She should have a penalty of two to her AC as well. Yes, very good, Ryan. That will hit yeah. then. All right. Max ultra spear damage. The greatest You're- weapon ever invented. Your spear um, cuts between the fabric that binds her legs, striving up into the bottom of her knee for as much damage as your fireball did. Uh, <laughs> she'll shriek in pain as the the spear like reaches that knee joint and maybe drops to one foot. So question, I misunderstood the martial arts stuff. Um, apparently only oh. single class fighters get the no opportunity attacks provoked by um, by unarmed attacks versus armed opponents. I don't know how many. It may have happened once or twice over the course of the campaign. Okay. Would you like to keep rolling with that, or should I forego having a free attack? Because we want to now make them provoke OAs. It's only single-class fighters that are allowed this? Only single-class fighters can specialize, and it's apparently specialization. Like for some reason, I thought multi-class... I wasn't getting the specialization damage bonus mm-hmm. or anything, but I was taking free unarmed attacks, and I think right. sometimes versus creatures that could provoke OAs. 
And that's not like a feature of expertise, perhaps, no. in martial arts? Okay. Uh, uh, so well, you're, we've you been... need to look at the rules. I mean, rules as written, I'm, le- I'm not a single-class fighter, so I don't have specialization. It's just like mm-hmm. whatever multi-class fighter version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we just keep running with what we've been doing, and we'll just say so, Devon okay, so we'll in take... this early state of the world is just like a little special. Yeah, okay. So I won't take the specialization damage bonus, I guess, but mm-hmm. I will critically miss my... Uh... <laughs> Oh, wait, that's initiative. That's initiative. Oh. So I... Um, Your fist punch is a hit. I critically hit with my fist. Yes. Uh, she has a- AC 17 normally, but with the penalty of two, that becomes 15, so that clears by okay. five. Three we points of damage. Punch the giant for three points of um, damage. I would like to prepare a glancing blow as well as my free blo- martial arts block. So I think block first, and if the block doesn't work, glancing blow. There's no way the block works, so it'll probably be glancing blow. Yeah, I don't know if you can block a giant, but she will swing her bardish at you again. And all it takes is like a snack to the side to like mm-hmm. dodge, dodge it. She misses. Uh, she rolls a two on her saving throw, so she attacks oh, so your she attacks. spirits instead. Uh, does that mean the attack fizzles or that the spirits can take damage? I can't remember. Uh, sh- the spirits have like 13 AC and like 15 HP and they're probably dead. Right. So she rolls a, a 23 against the spirits and we'll do full bardish damage to them. Eight plus cat. So 13 AC, 13 HP. See, 5, 10, 17, 18, 19 damage to your spirits with the Bardish as she Jesus. hacks at them, ripping them from your body, making them vanish. You can't harm me. Can I use that free attack as like a disarm or something? Let me check. The chances are insignificant, but... Assume this would be faster than going to my real book, but physicals. Here we go. Styles. One free block. Okay. No, not worth. Okay. It doesn't matter. I guess I could potentially block have blocked that spirit blow, right? You I don't suppose. like the idea of block. There's nothing that says you can't block enormous. Uh, so it does succeed, but it doesn't succeed by lower than she rolled, right? Not on the natural die. The modified yeah. die is lower. <laughs> I think yeah. it's... Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter. Uh, but All we right. will roll initiative, initiative again. Yes. 
Javon. I have to get another crit with that Ultra Spear to drive her away, I think. I should thank you for making me who I am today. Greater, stronger than ever before. That's another hit. It certainly is. Four more damage. Free another punch. Thrust 14 up to the with the with the plus two for the darkness is a sixteen, which is still One shy, shy of seventeen. Yeah. One shy. I need some magic weapons, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, she no or longer has to levels. make saving throws to attack you, right? Just regular attack rolls. Correct. I will glance this. I will also try to block it feebly. Uh, it is an eight plus eleven is a nineteen. Um, Glancing blow, level four, so it reduces damage by 2d4. Alright, so. Uh, so I'll that. roll the damage, and you'll roll 2d4. Did you include the minus two darkness penalty? I did, yes. Yes. Okay. How many dice do you have there? Six. Reducing damage by five. Oh, God. Uh, so five, ten, another 19 reduced by five, down five to 14, 14 damage. Jesus. The Bardish hits you in the side. Uh, the axe blade itself cutting a little bit into your hip, but more like the whole thing just comes sideways against you. It's more concussive than slashing, mostly here, as you get knocked across the battlefield in between the the rocks of the area caught in the mud on your back, water flowing against you. The giant stumbles around in the dark. Where did you go, Devon? Let um, me crush you. I'll hang your body in my entryway. I'll honor you in death. Uh, sorry, I'm looking to see if my armor is done. 14, 8 plus 1 per level. Yeah, 13, 8. Yeah, armor's gone. Um, uh, hold the phone. I slash out futilely with the back end of my spear, missing. Second attack this um, round? Is that what that is? Yeah. Um, damn. Oh, that's... Wait, one, oh, shit. Roll the 1 on All right, I'm going into my... I'm staying on the ground, trying to avoid her sight, and... Uh, rummaging through my stuff, whew, pulling out a potion of gaseous form and chugging it before she gets a chance to act. Right. You quaff the potion, your body dissipates, you become gaseous. No form, no function. Uh, she steps forward in the darkness, squinting the one eye against the flashes of light and then opening it as she tries to see the darkness, stepping with her feet, kicking rocks round, looking for you, uh, but cannot see you. Devon! Creature of the night, where are you? Have you run? Are you dead? Can I even speak as a gaseous form? I don't think so. Maybe, like, you could breathily whisper, but she probably couldn't hear it. Well, I can ESP inside of her head to know what she's thinking. I don't think I can communicate back unless that's a special power that I haven't activated yet. Um, but I will move a move in right three into her ear canal to ghastly whisper taunts oh. at her. 
Yeah, well, I think with movement right three, you can get to her ears. <laughs> she whiffs about looking for you, clattering her weapon into rocks and grass and dirt and mud. What do you say to her? I, I bring vengeance upon you. The spirits of those you've slain come back for what is owed. And I think I just taunt her and generally make her life miserable if that's possible for the next couple of turns. We'll see what she does. What is she thinking? Like tries to put a hand over her ear as if you're standing on her head and you Mm -hmm. can read her mind and her mind is like, is he here? Is he on my shoulder? No. And like she puts a finger in her ear and wheels around thinking, is he in my ear? Where is this creature? Where is the phantom? Um, And begins to stumble away from you, away from the battlefield, sort of back towards the cave, her bardish swinging in the air near her head height. Show yourself, Devon. I follow her into the cave and get a look at it, I guess. Um, She backs all the way to the edge of the cave, looking around, and yet the whispers are still in her, and so she pulls and squeezes herself into the crevice of the mountainside. Um, There's no crack small enough to escape. Um, What does her cave look like? What's the layout? The thin crevice goes for about 20 or 30 feet until it opens up into a a wider area, just big enough for a single creature to sit, but then it extends for hundreds and hundreds of feet deeper in. You can't see the depths of it. Uh, It's mostly your imagination running wild with what you can see here. There is a large fire in like one small, slightly uh, sideways alcove that where she's like piled firewood and whatnot and has a mm-hmm. got a big fire going on another small alcove you can see the shadows of uh, piled lumber dancing in the flickering firelight you can mm-hmm. smell the goat that she's left over the fire for probably too long now and the outside is blackened and burning as little bits of fat drip down into the fire with a hiss and a pop God. chat you're evil the only way to escape is to kill yourself. No. Never. Um, is there... Does she just back all the way into the back of her cave? She just backs into the cave, hoping to escape you until it becomes very clear that you are following her mm-hmm. even into her cave. Um, and you can sense the panic in her mind as this is not how she thought this was going to go. It was going to be different. She swears... Velthara, you've told me to avenge myself, and here he is, but I can't see him. Velthara! Velthara! She cries. It will taunt her, but I don't think there's any point in me sticking around. I will eventually leave before the gaseous form expires. Start making my way back to Macrot. To look at my wounds and come back again. I should probably have brought the little giant kid with me but tomorrow mm. um yeah uh so you back out then you see her yeah, I will, dropping I will to leave. her knees over the fire making her prayers to her goddess as you vanish from the cave making your way outside back into the storm it's late you're wounded 
exhausted yeah. and miles it's, from home. I will, I probably have another four movement rate, so I don't even get out of this hex necessarily. Yeah. But I find a small hovel to uh, crawl into and rest the night. You make shelter as best as you can. take our last break here? Yeah. Or should we end it for here? I don't know what your schedule's like. Um, probably uh, fine to keep going, although I think you have another show today. Yeah, I've got some other stuff. Maybe we should just call it here for the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, Devon is going to go back to Necrot, probably chug some potions, get this, get the uh, little giant to come back for help, to come back to help and uh, finish off this Cyclops. Well then, we shall round it out for the day today. And I guess we'll wait to do experience until sometime next session. Might be a lot of experience to lump together. Uh, Cyclops plus... Some boat journey stuff. I don't remember the last time we did XP. I'm sure Uh, everybody has it. I thought we got experience last session. Okay, cool. But yeah, fifty-nine MP. I mean, we do, we'll get all the quest XP for bringing Heifer safely back. Like we didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't obviously didn't get the um, right. Yeah, none of that stuff got stuff, resolved. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that will wrap us up for Dice with Death today. Ryan, do you have any things to announce or mention or plug or shout out or uh, convince people to buy? I don't think so. I should probably have some. Uh, Where's to hustle, but alas. Mm. Um, no, thanks for watching. I guess we still technically have old merch, but. Right. Oh. But yeah, there's the real Goblin store as usual. You can yep. follow Neil. Follow Neil in all the places. Watch us in all the places. Um, Don't forget to check out Legends of Arcadia Genesis. It had its first yes. session last Saturday, last Sunday, Brand a couple days show. ago. But I think Witness you probably the glory of it. the Ultra Spear. Yes, and uh, the gods in human form walking amongst you. So that's no, that. Uh, less okay. epic than I would have thought. You know, Melchus did appear I... to be a little bit less uh, less refined than maybe you would expect of a deity. Yeah, but you know, granted, what do you expect? Chaos, God, chaos. man, yeah. yeah. In his middle age, before he had uh, gained some wisdom and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next session is on the 20th. Yes. yes. So, brand new show. If you haven't seen it, you can uh, catch up on that first episode and join us for episode two in a couple weeks. Yep. Uh, that, we are done. So we will see oh. you next Chet's... time with more Dyson with Death. Chet's telling me last episode had no experience, but... We'll figure that out next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.